Angela Bowen here, the host of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. How's everyone doing today? It's Friday, which is so nice. I know it's a little unusual. I'm doing an episode on Friday. I normally do it on Sunday, but I have a lot of things going on this weekend, so I'm not going to have a lot of time. That's why I decided to do it today. Today, I'll be covering the episode, Season 4, Episode 19, One Plus Tutor is Three, which aired on May 24th, 1988. In this episode, Punky has a crush on her math tutor, who is more interested in Margot. Why? Because she's got money? Is that why Walker, his name is Walker, the boy who tutors Punky, and he's played by, you all know him as Zach Morris, Mark Paul Gosler. This episode was directed by Davini Kelly and writers David Duclan and Cheryl Alou. According to IMDb, this episode has an 8.0 rating out of 10. Oh, here's a little bit of fun trivia. Mark Paul Gosler guest stars as Punky's tutor, Walker Wimbley. Ugh. Uh, who named that kid? <laughs> Soleil Moonfry would later guest star on Mark's show, Saved by the Bell, 1989, in the episode Screech's Spaghetti Sauce as Robin. I did watch a little of that episode on YouTube because it had her in it, and yeah, she was snooty, stuck up, only cared about Screech because I guess he had a little bit of money or something or came into some money. I don't know. But a little bit about what's going on with me this week. I had a very nice week off from my job. I've been getting into watching a lot of my Disney movies. I even went out and bought some that I haven't seen. I never saw Hercules. Um, I also got, I also have never seen A Bug's Life or Wreck-It Ralph or a new one that came out like a year or so ago called The Good Dinosaur. So, um, got some of those. I also got the Rescuers slash Rescuers Down Under combo pack and Aristocats. So I've just been, I've been, I haven't watched those ones yet, but, uh, I watched some of the Lion King. I haven't watched Lion King in like probably... I don't think it's been 10 years, but maybe in the last five years. And I just, I watched that movie all the time as a kid. I remember when it came out, I saw it in the theater, bawled my eyes out when Mufasa died. Spoiler alert, if you if you haven't seen The Lion King by now, come on. It's been out for over 24 years now, so you had to have seen it. But uh, I just remember that. I remember getting it. I rem- um, The soundtrack I got for Christmas, it was on tape, of course, because I didn't have a portable CD player yet. But I loved singing the songs to the soundtrack. Hakuna Matana. Matata, yes, please. Beautiful song. Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Ugh, loved that song. Elton John is such a good singer. Um, one of the other reasons I'm doing this episode today and not Sunday is because, as you know, I posted on Twitter, the Punky Power Podcast Twitter page, and Instagram, my dad is going in for surgery on July 9th, which is this coming Monday, um, 
You have the cancer removed from his lung. It's a very long surgery. He is actually the second person who's getting that surgery. They're not 100% what time. My sister actually got a hold of me and uh, texted me and asked if I wanted to go up there. And I kind of, I, I had some personal time and vacation day, so I took one of each. I also took, you know, I took Monday off. I also, I'm like, I should probably take Tuesday off, because they don't know how long this is going to be. And that way I'm covered. I actually had to reschedule a doctor's appointment I had for Tuesday. So, um, yeah. Saturday, Jeremy and I, even though our anniversary isn't till July 14th, so next Saturday... Um, there's some circumstances that, uh, one of the activities we're going to be going to do is the Oasis Hot Tubs, which that we haven't done for, like, 11 years since we lived in Grand Rapids. And I thought this would be a great opportunity to do that. And we're also going to see Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom, is it? So we're going to see that and uh, everything so we're kind of making and then um next saturday i think we're probably just gonna use that red lobster gift card so yeah oh i also got some um some board games too i got um the game guess who which i think didn't that come out in like the 90s i think it did so jeremy and i played uh like five rounds of it because it's like the best out of five and of course, <laughs> he beat me. One of the characters' pictures, the person's name was Jess. And I we I think we came to a determination that the person had long blonde hair. <laughs> and we just thought, okay, this could be a guy or a girl. I think we decided it was a girl. Because I didn't see any other guys with long, long hair like that. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, other than that, that's pretty much it. Um, I just want to let you guys know I normally do this at the end of the episode, but I'm going to do it up front. If you're new to the podcast or if you're regular, if you want to connect with me, you can do so on the Instagram, uh, Punky Power Podcast, uh, the Facebook Punky Power Podcast page, and also the Twitter, Punky Power Podcast, and Gmail at PunkyPowerPBPodcast at gmail.com. Um, I do have some new likes on the Facebook page, so I do want to give shouts out to those people. All right, so we got some new likes. Uh, likes, excuse me. Randall Warrener and Samantha Payne. Hello to both of you, Randall and Samantha. We also got, I got a pronounce his name correctly. He has it on his Facebook. Pronounce name uh, Didier St. Julian. So Didier St. Julian. Hello. I hope you are listening to the podcast and that you love it. Or that you enjoy it. So hello to all of you. And then, of course, at the end of the episode, I will give shouts out to the rest of uh, the people that have uh, listened to the podcast for the week. So, all right, guys, what do you say we get into this episode? I'm ready. All right, the episode opens up in the apartment, and apparently it's nap time. Henry's sleeping on the couch, and Brandon's taking a snooze on his Afghan pillow. 
And it's just cute. I don't think I've ever seen an episode where Henry is just kind of sleeping on the couch. He's even got his shoes on. And we see Punky kind of sneaking in through the, the door there. For a split second, I'm going to play this clip so you can hear the music. When she opens the door, it's almost like a sad, somber musical note. It's like, oh my, and, and for a second I look at her face like, oh my gosh, did somebody die? What happened? Is someone, oh my gosh, her face just, uh, Punky's face, Soleil's face, I was just like, oh my gosh, something happened. <gasps> no, nothing happened. She's just sneaking inside. Why is she going to be sneaky? What's going on here? because it's report card day and Henry of course knows that uh, she's basically flunking math and it's kind of funny like oh she's like hey would you settle for a picture I drew of Brandon during recess he's like no I want to see your report card and she's got a D and apparently her teacher called and they've set up because she thinks she's going to be staying in a room for like forever and he's like well I'm not sending you to your room your teacher and I discussed this at length we feel it's best if we get you a tutor to help bring that math grade up here's a question here's a question um why wait till after the report cards are sent out and she's got a D if that teacher gave a rat's crack about this child's education why didn't she like do that as soon as Punky's grades were, like, declining. Or have they been declining for a while? I, I mean, honestly, it's just, it's dumb. It's like, you see the problem, you, you see the, the test papers that 
you're grading, why not hit the problem when it starts, get the help so she can get a better grade and it'll look good on the report card. So Henry kind of tells Punky, like, hey, getting you a tutor. And it turns out it's a boy who's Punky's age. And Punky's like, oh, he's probably a geek. Oh, all the all the tutors are geeks or math ner or nerds or whatever. And he's like, well, this boy comes highly recommended. He is a genius. And then there's a knock at the door. So he does tell Punky before he go Henry goes to the door. He says, you need to be polite and learn something from this young man. And once he comes, I'll say, hey, and then I'm going to go off to my room. I'm going to read for a bit. door and the camera like zooms in on a close-up of Mark Paul Gosler and hearing the audience reaction this one person towards the end is like whoa like they were not expecting him but they were very glad like 
<laughs> oh my gosh, it's Zach Morris! But this must have been... Wasn't this right before... Um, Saved by the Bell? It was Good Morning, Miss Bliss? Let me look that up real quick. So on IMDb, it says Good Morning, Miss Bliss ran from 87 to 89. So yeah, this was before Saved by the Bell, which... Didn't Safe by the Bell, that came out in like 1990, was it? Maybe? I don't know. Anyway. So Henry opens the door, and Punky is just gaga goo goo heart eyes for Walker. And Henry introduced, like, Punky, this is Walker Wembley. And of course, before he's like, oh, that sounds like a geeky name. Now she's like, oh. That name is so beautiful. Oh, it fits you perfectly. She's just gaga goo goo over him. So, Punky reaches out to shake Walker's hand, you know, and greet properly. As she kind of uh, thumbs Henry, like, all right, Henry, you can get out of here now. Thank you. I'll take it from here. So, just before Henry disappears out of the living room, he kind of says a prayer to God. Thank you for making him cute. Like, yeah, that... Probably helps in her defense. I mean, she is a boy, you know, a preteen. She's boy crazy. So it helps that the guy is a cutie. So Walker and Punky sit on the couch, and he kind of opens the book and says, okay, what about math is giving you issues? And she's like, numbers. Like, <sighs> so she's like leaning in way into him. And he's just like, yeah, gotcha. Why aren't they sitting at the kitchen table? I really don't see how you can really do anything other than she doesn't have a pad of paper with a pencil or anything to be jotting stuff down. This is just, just let me know what you're struggling with. And she's working, she's in what, fifth grade? Fifth or sixth? She's working on ratios and percentages. And isn't that like percentages basically just moving the decimal over? So he's like, all right, well, you know what? Maybe we should start at the beginning at chapter one. And she's like, oh, you know what? I'll probably need a lot of help because I basically suck at math. I mean, you have not seen my grade. I got a D. <laughs> she's like, I'll probably need hundreds of hours of tutoring, maybe more. Like, well, let's just start here and we'll see how you do. So he's just kind of looking at the math book while she's just got her chin on her hand just kind of gazing at him there's a knock at the door and he kind of looks up and looks at her like um aren't you gonna get the door and she's like oh what door i thought it was my heart and he kind of looks at her kind of gives her a funny look like what so punky opens the door it's cherry and margo they're there to go to the record store margo's limo is downstairs and Punky's like, I can't, I can't do it. I got a tutor here. And Cherry, she has no subtlety whatsoever. She does not hold back. Like, who's the babe? Like, whoa, okay, Cherry. Okay. And uh, so Punky figures, well, I have no choice now. I have to introduce my friends. This is Cherry. And Cherry's like, I'm her best friend. And Punky's like, well, th and this is Margot. And right away, I notice a little spark in Walker's eye when he looks at Margot. Like, eh, that's going to be interesting. 
And Margo's like, I'm her most prettiest friend. Like, sure you are, Margo. So Punky kind of, she, she literally shoves Punk, uh, Cherry and Margo out the door. I can't, I can't go with you guys. Out, out, out. And she gets back on the couch with Walker, and Walker brings up, he's having a party. Like, hey, next week I'm having a party, and it's going to be a lot of guys and girls, so uh, more guys and girls, so, you know, bring your friends. So, uh, yeah, that's, mm, he, he, he likes what he saw when he saw Margo. He's, like, getting really uncomfortable because she's like, oh, my gosh, are you wearing contacts? Your eyes are so blue. And he's got this tight smile, like, you know, clenching his teeth, like, thanks. Um, can we get back to the math, please? That's why I'm here. He does not show any romantic interest of any kind in Punky at all. It's like, she's hitting him again and again with all these, you're so cute, I'm drooling over you. Oh my gosh, I just want to, like, stare at your face all day. And he's just like, that's great. I can't, he, he knows he's attractive. He knows he is. But he's just not really romantically interested in Punky. Like, I mean, she's, like, purely infatuated with him. And he's to the point where he's almost recoiling at her ad advances and uh, affa uh, affection. So in the next scene, uh, Henry is fixing the toaster and Brandon's kind of sitting on the chair next to him. I think he's got a tool of some kind in his mouth. So he takes a screwdriver from out of Brandon's mouth and Brandon barks at him and Henry's like, of course I know what I'm doing. I've fixed this thing a hundred times. And that's when the black... Um, uh, end parts of the toaster just, they pop off. Henry, if you fix that thing close to a hundred times, or close to that, I think it's time to just, like, bite the bullet on this one and just buy a new toaster. So I want to play this clip. I love Brandon and Henry's scenes together. Some of my favorite scenes. Should be good. 
feet since the victory dance at Valley Forge. Yeah, and you were too old for the army even then. <laughs> Honey, the most important thing about dealing with men is not to seem too anxious. Uh-huh. On the other hand, you definitely want them to know you're interested. Uh-huh. But in a ladylike sort of way. She means be cool, be catch, and like I never let him see you sweat. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> you hoo The bell of the ball is here. Our limo <laughs> awaits. Bye, Henry. Bye, sweetheart. Have fun. Be good. Well, make up your mind. So Betty comes into the kitchen and tells Henry to close his eyes because she's got a surprise for him. She leads him out into the living room, and that's when Punky and Cherry come out in their party dresses, and they look absolutely stunning. Beautiful. And the girls come out, they twirl around, and you hear the audience just, woo! They, they look so pretty! They're older now, so... And Henry is completely floored, like, oh my gosh, you girls look so grown up. And it's just, it's kind of funny, because just like, we've watched these girls from the time they were like nine years old to now when they're like 12. And even though it's only four years, four years can make a big difference. So, Hen uh, Punky's like, every time I get dressed up for a party, you'll always get a little misty-eyed, Henry. And Henry's like, well, no, I get nervous. And Betty kind of turns to Henry. He's like, you're not going to want to chaperone this dance, are you? And he's like, no, I want to ride shotgun. So Punky does say, you know, Henry, you did say Walker was a nice boy and a genius. And Henry's like, well, yeah, but that's before I learned that you girls all think he's a babe. Yeah, it's a little bit different when your daughter is attracted to her to her tutor and everything. If he's just a regular boy teaching you math or whatever, that's fine. But the moment it turns into something else, yeah. Opinions are gonna change. I gotta say, I love Cherry's outfit. It's all of it. She's wearing this black shirt, and it's got, like, black and red stripes on the shoulders. She's also got a, um, red hair clip, like, this big, you know, fabric hair clip. She's got red, um, earrings. She's got a red purse. She's got red and black bracelets on her left hand. It's just, I, the outfit, everything about it, just everything, the bracelets, the purse, the, the ear, everything, it's just absolutely beautiful. And that's why I gotta say, Cherry will get the award for best outfit. I know I haven't done that in, like, ages, since probably season three, beginning of season three, but it's just, Pumpkins is okay, but Cherry's is beautiful. It's great. Punky's getting nervous. Cherry's like, just relax. Punky's like, well, I'm no longer his student. He's a man. I'm a woman. And Henry's like, oh, then you're not leaving the house. Oh, she says this isn't tutor student anymore. 
he's a man, I'm a woman. Well, you're not quite yet a woman. So, yeah, Henry's like, I heard that. The party's off. You're not leaving the house. So, Betty kind of comes to Punky's defense, like, Henry, chill. Okay, seriously, you're being a prude. Punky didn't mean it that way. But then she kind of looks at Punky like, um, what way did you mean it? And Punky's, like, confused. She's like, I don't know. Whenever I think of Walker, I get mind meld or something. Or brain freeze or something. So, Betty goes to give advice to Punky about men. And Henry, of course, has got to make a date. Like, what do you have to tell her that would be good advice? You haven't had a date since the, what was it, like, the victory dance at the, Ford or something, and she makes a crack about him being too old to be in the army when he was in the army. Well, these guys always cracking the, always making cracks about each other's age, weight, dating life, which they really don't have one. So Betty kind of says, on one hand, you don't want to seem too anxious, but on the other hand, you don't, you want to make sure that they know that you're interested. Oh. What's that? And Punky's all like, oh yeah, I hear you there. Mm-hmm. And Punky kind of, or Betty's like, but in a proper ladylike way. You don't want to go throwing yourself at the guy and jumping into his arms. So basically, Cherry puts it in teenage lingo, like, be cool, be cash, and don't let him see you sweat. So, there's a knock at the door. It's Margot, and you should hear the cat calls coming from the audience. One kid is like, ooh, yeah. Like, whoa, preteen boy. Chill yourself. Slow your roll, buddy. She looks nice. She really, really does. So, she's like, all right, the limo's outside. You girls ready to get going? And Henry says, all right, be good and be... Have fun. And Punky's like, well, what is it? Be good or have fun? And he just kind of gives her a look like, don't press me, girly. So we get to the... Walker's house is huge. I think it rivals Margot's. He clearly has money. His family comes from money. And we get the girls all dancing and all. It's a great fun party. Some kid, Dufi, sitting on the couch... Punky's hanging out by the snack table, probably trying to cool her nerves, like, I gotta eat. So Cherry stops dancing with some guy, comes over to Punky, and is like, you know what? Punky, you might have better luck if you're actually standing on the other side, the same side of the room as Walker is. And I see uh, Cherry actually took that, um, the sleeves off of her dress, so that's really cute. I like it. So Punky's all like, well, I can't talk to him like he's a regular person. Because he actually smiles and waves to her from across the room. And then we get this kid that comes up. He's got glasses. He's got short sleeve button-up shirt, red, with a red and blue diamond sweater vest and a white bow tie and glasses. Like, who is this doofy? I checked out the kid's name. His name is Brian Rubin. He plays Myron. And this kid also plays in the series finale. He owns the dog Brenda, the golden female golden retriever that Brandon is going to wed at the end of the uh, final episode. Okay. 
So this kid gets up to nerve. He's like, hey, my name's Myron. I don't suppose you girls would want to dance with me. Punky and Sherry just look at him, and they're like, no way. They waste no time breaking that poor boy's heart. I'm going to play this clip, though. Punky's ear, probably like, hey, maybe you should go over by Walker and dance with this guy to maybe make him jealous or notice you or whatever. This guy, this boy, has got the freaking moves. He knows how to dance. As best as any nerdy guy can dance. And you hear in that clip that, like, woo, look at him go. Look at him go. He's going. He's doing the John Travolta like, finger, whatever thing, he has got the moves. He's even slapping his palms on his knees and, like, waving them in the air. The, oh, my goodness, this guy. This guy, I tell ya. He's crazy. In a good way. Um, <laughs> Punky, like, kind of moves him over to where Walker's standing, and somehow she gets plopped into a chair, and she decides, like, hey, why don't you go get us some uh, punch? Or, no, she kind of tries to be subtle about it. Like, oh, you know, I could use some punch right now. And he's like, oh, well, me too. And she's like, um, why don't you get us some? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's man's work. Like, um, okay. <laughs> and that's when Walker makes his move to uh, say hey to Punky. So, Walker comes over, kind of asks how she's doing and everything. Oh, he asks how she got, what she got on her math test. She got a C plus. Well, it's not a D. It's improvement. I mean, it's just below a B minus, so, yeah. So, Walker kind of wants to tell her, like, hey, have you ever felt like there's just someone out there that you just kind of flipped over? And, of course, she's kind of taking this as a sign, like, he's into her. And he's just saying how he, um... This person, that girl that he likes, is just, he flipped for immediately. And he's asking Punky if she's ever felt that way. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, great, that's how I feel about Margot. You met her 
like the day before and all she said was her name and she left. You got the impression like she's the greatest thing in the world from that. Unless she's at the party, he probably has already talked to her, so maybe he's like getting more of an impression from her. This has gotta be a punch to the gut to Punky, like uh So Walker says I'm crazy mad nuts about her. Why? Oh, the look on Punky's face breaks my heart. Like, oh, I don't want to hear that. As in the next scene, we see Margot over by the punch bowl. And Punky's just kind of taking all this in. She kind of was hoping that when he's saying he's crushing hard on someone, he was hoping it would be her, not Margot. It almost seems to feel like whenever if it were Punky against Margot, Margo, or Punky would always feel like she's losing every time just because of Margot's social status and the fact that she's a blonde and I don't know. <laughs> over at Margot, and she looks at Walker like, Margot, you're interested in Margot, really? And Walker's like, yeah, I mean, she's beautiful and smart and rich, of course he's gonna say rich, and beautiful, and she's like, you said beautiful already. He wants Punky to basically find out if Margot likes Walker, and he's and she's like, oh, think about... Oh, and the fact that he's cool, apparently. Can, can you tell her I'm cool? Like, he's like, you think I'm cool, right? And she's like, well, uh, I did 20 minutes ago. <laughs> so she's like, I'll think about it. And he's like, well, can you think fast? I want to take her to the movies tomorrow night. Like, dude, you already broke Punky's heart. You want to ask Margot out? You do that yourself. If you don't got the cojones to do it yourself... You're not worthy of Margot. She doesn't want some weak little boy who can't even stand up for himself and ask her out the proper way. Yeah. So, Punky kind of decides to talk to Cherry about this and see what she should do. 
Cherry, by the way, is dancing with Myron, who's also dressed kind of reddish-black. I like that their clothes go together. That's cool. Walker likes Margot. Cherry is immediately onto the like, ugh, that slime ball. What a piece of garbage. And then, uh, Punky just like, she does not know what to do. It's like, you know, he likes her because, you know, of course she's smart and beautiful. And Cherry's like, well, you're smart. I mean, but you suck at math. And you're beautiful in a cute sort of way. And you might not be rich, but you have an awesome frog phone. So, Punky pretty much says, you know, I'll just deal with this myself. I'll go talk to Margo. And Margo is on the couch sitting next to this boy who's got the side part. And he's wearing a tux and everything, so he probably comes from money. I don't know. So, Walker is in the background actually giving Punky the AOK sign. Like, oh, great, you're going to talk to Margo. to Margo, and she kind of blurts all this out, like, hey, Margo, Walker thinks you're smart, pretty, beautiful, or smart and beautiful and funny, or whatever, and he wants to take her to the movies tomorrow. And she's like, oh, great, an admirer, oh, that's so romantic. And then she looks at Punky, and she's like, who's Walker? And Punky's like, he's my math tutor, and he's got the hots for you. And... <laughs> Marco takes one look in Walker's direction, turns back to Punky and says, like, oh, yeah, the ordinary one. It's like, um, do you not know whose house you're at, Margo? He's the one who's throwing the party. She's like, I guess I could talk to him. Back at home, Henry and Brandon are sitting at the table near the windows. Brandon's getting lonely. He's like, I miss Punky. Where is she? So I'm going to play this clip. Punky will be home soon. 
home with the girls and Henry's kind of surprised like oh you girls are back early huh so Henry asked Punky who's sitting down on the couch now if she had a good time she mm, it was okay she kind of grabs a, a pillow kind of clutches it to herself and of course Cherry's like oh I had a great time it's like yeah yeah we get it you had a wonderful time and Cherry also adds oh, poor Punky had her heart stomped on Aww. So Henry asks, you know, Punky if she's alright, and Betty kind of says, you know what, she'll be fine. Young girls, their hearts mend quickly. It'll be just fine. So Henry's like, hey, do you want to talk about it? She's not really, and he's like, I think it would help if you let me know what happened. So she says that Walker threw this party because he wanted to meet Margot, and... Then Punky says how they're playing this marshmallow kissing game where you eat. You both eat from opposite ends of this marshmallow. And it was just gross, Punky having to watch, you know, this guy. Like, Punky, this guy is not for you. He is clearly not a cool dude. I mean, yeah, he's got his sights set on Margo and everything, but that was really a raw deal, him even asking you to talk to Margot for. I mean, what guy, what decent guy asks a girl to talk to another girl for him because he can't do it himself? I'm sorry, but as a girl, I would want a guy who's got enough confidence to make a move himself. So Punky's like, this just stinks, and Henry's like, I know life's not fair, but life does have a way of balancing things out. And Punky's like, no, I'm never going to get over this, even once I'm as old as you are. And she kind of skirts off to her room. We see in the next scene, Brandon coming through the doggy door from the kitchen, going up to Punky with a Twinkie. He's got a Twinkie in his mouth for her. Aww, what a good boy. 
That's so cute. A Twinkie to cheer her up. And she's like, I know you're saving it for yourself. This is really sweet that you do that. I want to play this clip. It's so cute. little note that well Henry probably wrote for Brandon to give to Punky so Punky reads it your heart is broken but don't feel blue Brandon's still here and he loves you oh that's so sweet and she gives him a kiss on the head it's and kind of scratches his fur like oh what a good boy what a good buddy he is making her feel better so, Margo and Cherry stop by. Cherry asks Punky, like, hey, you want to go to the mall? They're giving out free chocolate samples. It's called Chubby's Chocolate Emporium. Is there anything like uh, Godiva chocolate? Or what's that one? Um, Gir Ghirardelli? Ghirardelli? Oh, I love their chocolate. Their chocolate's really good. So, Punky said, you know, that sounds great, but I got to study this afternoon. And she holds up the book. The math book, it says elementary mathematics. So in the elementary school, you're studying percentages and ratios? I thought that was a junior, or is junior high strictly, like, getting into algebra and stuff? So Margo, that's when Margo says, I can't come over, I can't go to the mall either. Walker's coming over for a date. And that about crushes Punky's heart. Like, ugh, I don't want to hear that guy's name. And Margo has the nerve to say, aren't you dying to know what we're going to do? And Punky and Cherry are like, not really. I don't really care. So Margo sits down on the couch anyway beside Cherry. Like, oh, I bet, yes, you, you're dying to hear what we're going to do. First, we're going to have high tea in the garden with, you know, my parents. Or mummy and daddy, as she calls them. And Punky's response to that is like, wowee, that sounds like a great time. I'm sure Walker will be into that. So they're gonna, next they're going to go to a charity fundraiser, which is a Rolls-Royce Demolition Derby. That sounds cool. But that almost sounds, that whole Demolition Derby thing sounds kind of uh, semi-redneck. I don't want to say redneckish or anything, but it just seems like semi-low class for someone of Margot's family's social standing. So, Margo's like, oh, I don't blame you girls for being jealous. This is my first big romance. I found the greatest guy. Like, is he, though? Is Walker really a great guy? Mm, I don't think so. So, Margo's, uh, Margo's smiling like, Punky, thank you for bringing Walkie and I together. Walkie? Ew! Gross! Even Punky and Cherry are like, Walkie? Are you kidding me? So, Punky is just, like, sarcastic, like, sure don't care about this guy. Like, well, you and Walkie are welcome. And Marco goes on to talk about how she and Walker apparently love the same things. Ballet and opera. You're telling me that boy likes ballet and opera. Unless he's checking out the girls in the tutus, I can't imagine why he would be into the ballet. Or the opera, for that matter. 
Unless he appreciates classical music or operatic music, I mean, maybe, but he does not seem the type to be into that stuff. Museums! Can you see that boy in a museum? Unless it were a NASCAR museum, I doubt it, or a video game museum, I, uh, maybe, but no. Just no. Apparently in Margot's eyes, they become inseparable. Really? Hmm. I think this is a one-sided romance in her brain. So Cherry and Punky are kind of get trying to get Margot out of there. Like, we really don't care about you and Walker. You don't want to keep walkie waiting. Why don't you get the heck out, okay? Apparently, in her mind, Walker loves to wait for her, even if her hair isn't cooperating and she's he's got to wait around three or four hours. Um, uh, no guy wants to wait around that long for some girl to get her hair straightened. So, Punky's kind of being sarcastic, like, what a guy. Like, ugh, I'm going to drown myself in my tears. As Margo kind of sits on the arm of the couch, places an arm on Punky's shoulder, and she's like, Punky, I hope one day you'll find a great guy like him. And Cherry just looks at Margo like, Margo, do you realize what's coming out of your mouth here? And Cherry admits, like, Punky was already in her mind, in love with Walker before he ever met Margot. So, I, in a way, I guess you could say Punky had dibs on him first. But he, when he saw Margot in the doorway, he was floored, jaw dropping on the floor, enamored with her. So, turns out, you know... Margo's surprised, like, I thought you said he was a jerk. And Sherry kind of comes to her defense. Well, Punky just kind of said that to be nice. Like, she was almost like gift-wrapping him to you. And apparently Margo's like, yeah, never be nice. That is the worst thing you could do. So Margo is all like, Walker and I are deeply in love. You're 12! You're 12 years old! You are not deeply in love! Deeply infatuated? Maybe, but not love. There's a knock at the door. Who could it be but Walker? So I'm going to play this clip here of Margot and the girls kind of talking about Walker. Well, mainly Margot's talking about Walker, but the truth comes out about Punky's feelings. Punky, want to go to the mall? You're giving away free samples of Chubby's Chocolate Emporium. <laughs> Sounds great, but I've got to study this afternoon. Well, I can't go to the mall either. Walker's coming over for a date. Well, aren't you dying to know what we're going to do? Not really. <laughs> of course you are. First, we're having high tea in the garden with Mummy and Daddy. Wow. <laughs> then we're going to a big charity fundraiser, a Rolls Royce demolition derby. Sounds like a crashing bore. I don't blame you two for being jealous. My first serious romance, and I found the perfect man. Punky, thank you for bringing Walkie and me together. You and Walkie are welcome. We love so many of the same things. Ballet, the opera, museums. We've become inseparable. Well, you better go. You don't want to keep Walkie waiting. Oh, he loves waiting for me. Even when my hair won't behave, I don't have to spend an extra three or four hours on it. What a guy. It sure is. Punky, I hope someday you're lucky enough to find someone like Walker. Margo, do you have any idea what you're saying? Of course. 
course not. Should I? Pokey's <laughs> been in love with Walker all along. But you told me you thought he was a jerk. She only did that to be nice. Well, that's always a mistake. Brayden, it's too late to give him back now. So there's a knock on the door, it's Walker, and Marco's like, oh my gosh, he must be coming over here to tell you what he wants to get me or for our one-week anniversary. And, oh my gosh. And Marco's like, hey, if he tries to, you know, if give him a suggestion of three words that I have for you. Diamonds are forever. Ugh. So, Marco gets up and says, hey, Cherry, come on, I'll drop you at the mall since my li That limo driver's been waiting this whole time! Although he gets paid to wait, so he doesn't really care. But, Cherry's like, you know what, I think this is more interesting. I want to stay, stay here and watch, see how this plays out. So, Marco and Cherry go into the kitchen. And Margo's like, I thought we were going to the mall. And Cherry's like, no, I want to, you know, have some food. But she goes up to the the door there, and Margo's like, that's not the fridge. And Cherry's like, no, I want to eavesdrop. So, of course, Margo's like, ooh, me too. So they both have their ears up against the door that separates the kitchen from the living room as Punky lets Walker in. So Punky opens the door and Walker's there and he's like, hey Punky, I got something to tell you. Margo's not here, is she? And Punky's like, no, but three words. Diamonds are forever. And she goes to push Walker out of the doorway into the hallway and shut the door on him, but he kind of holds it open like, hey, um, no, actually, oh, he wants to ask her. He got Tickets to a Sting concert and wants her to go with him. Ah, Two-timing little toad. So, Punky's, like, really shocked. Like, me? You want to go with me? Me and you together? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, well, what about Margo? And he's like, yeah, what about Margo? It's like, right away, I would have slammed the door in his face. Like, you can get the heck out right now. I don't do that to friends. He is a two-timing little clod of dirt. And Punky is surprised at this. She's like, I thought you were crazy mad nuts about her. And he's no, like, no, I'm actually sick, bored, and tired of her. Well, what can I say? I guess Margo drains the life out of anybody. <laughs> and we see a shot in the kitchen of Cherry is kind of towards the bottom of the door, and she is just covering her mouth. She's laughing so hard. And Margo, of course, has this shocked look on her face, like, oh my gosh, he's not in love with me? And he says, you know, she's so bossy. Well, you know what? They're not strangers to her bossiness. She's been like that for four seasons. I would have been, if I were Punky, I'd be like, well, I, I could have told you that. Like, you're not ready for Margot, okay? You can't handle everything that Margot wants, needs, and can't live without. 
And he's like, yeah. she's like, oh, our Margo? Really? And he's like, yeah. All the stupid things she makes me do. Going to the, uh, the opera, having tea parties with her parents. She won't even play video games. She's afraid she'll break a nail. I'm like, well, yeah, that's Margo for you. She's as vain as the day is long. And apparently he doesn't like the fact that all she talks about is money. It's like, Walker, you come from money. She had the nerve to ask his father for his stock portfolio? Are you kidding me, child? He ain't giving that information to you. No matter how rich you are. So she like, well, that's Margo. I don't know what to tell you. And she sits on the couch and he sits down next to her and he's like, Punky, I made a huge mistake. And I'm man enough to admit it. It's like, yeah, you're man enough to admit you made a mistake, but you're not man enough to not two-time the girl you're going with and cheating on her with her best friend. Yeah, you're a clod. Clod, 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 clod of dirt. And he's got this twinkle in his eye when he says this. I realize now there's someone else I like. And Punky's like, who? Like, she can't think it would be her. And he's like, you. She's like, me? Why? You should have heard when she's like, me? The audience going, woo! <laughs> and he apologizes, like, Punky, I'm sorry. All that blonde hair blinded me. You're a blonde! Blondie? <laughs> and Margo and Cherry are hearing all of this. It's not like Margot's hair is like a poofy, like, poof ball sticking out the top of her head. It's really pretty. It's nice hair. So Punky stands up and kind of walks away from the couch, turns around, as she realizes she's a smart girl. She ain't going to take his garbage. First you use me to get to Margot, and now you want to use Margot to get to me. Like, what do you take me for? Oh, basically, now you don't like her anymore, you like me, and you want to help me get rid of her? And he's like, yep, you got it. And he says, let's, as in you and I, dump her. Get the heck out! Get out! I'd kick him in the butt! Actually, you know what? I'd do go, I'd go one better. I'd stick Brandon on him. He deserves a good chomp on the A, but... He, she calls him a rat to his face, like, you rat! And she's sticking up for her friend. Punky, way to go, sweetie. I mean, Margo is a lot of things, but Punky would never do that to her friend. She's her friend. I, if Margo heard what you're saying right now, that would devastate her. Probably even kill her. He don't care. And that is when Margo and Sherry come out of the kitchen and Margo's carrying a little basket of eggs interesting and she's like no it wouldn't it would destroy him and she's got an evil twinkle in her eye like I'm gonna fix you good boy and she uh takes an egg plops it in his face and Mark Paul Gossler can barely get around the grin that's spreading across his face like he's breaking character. He is so breaking character there. So, yeah, she slams it right on his forehead. And, yeah, Cherry grabs him by the shoulders, turns him around, and shoves him out the door. She's like, Walker, 
go take a walk and slams the door in his face a goober face of his cherry girl oh i applaud you sweetie you push that boy out that door and slam it in his face so punky is like margo what are you and cherry still doing here and both margo and cherry at the same time say eavesdropping and margo says you know punky i heard everything and thank you so much for standing up for me and i love how cherry adds Punky, you may suck at math, but you get an A-plus in friendship. And the girls all hug, and that's the end of the episode. It is really, really sweet. So I'm going to play the clip, and I'll be right back with the Brandon Tailwig episode rating.
Okay, for the Brandon Tailwig episode rating. <clears throat> I'm going to give this one 4 out of 5. The only thing I didn't like about it, I didn't like how both Punky and Cherry together rejected Myron's invitation to dance. But they both ended up dancing with him after, so that's pretty cool. Um, things I liked. Myron, he has got the sweetest dance moves I have ever seen in a preteen. That is really awesome. I liked Brandon bringing that Twinkie to Punky. That was so cute. I really liked Punky standing up for Margot. That was amazing. And I got to hand it to Margot for shoving that egg in Walker's face. And, of course, combined with Cherry shoving his butt out the door. That was just awesome. Um, as far as for Punky's principles, I'm going to say definitely don't choose a guy over your friends. If a guy is, like, juggling both you and a friend, choose the friend. The guy's not worth it. So, all right, let's talk about next, not next week's episode, but, uh, what day would it be on? Hold on, let me go back here. So it's, oopsie, here it is. Okay, so it's going to be the 15th, so July 15th is when this next episode is going to be. All right. Season 4, episode 20, entitled The Dilemma, which aired on May 25th, 1988. Punky tries to juggle two dates at the same time. And guess what? We get a reappearance by Chad Allen. Remember he played Conrad in season 1, My Fair Punky? Well, he plays a boy named Brian in this episode. So, yeah. He and a boy named Michael Bacall, who plays a boy named Everett, where is it, Tom? Who's this Tom person? I don't know who Tom is. Maybe it's Brian and Tom and not Everett. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, this will be fun. Let's say hey to some new Punky Power listeners for the week. All right, we have Reno, Nevada, Louisville, Kentucky, Farmington, Michigan, Tijuana, Mexico, San Diego, California, Mountain View, California, Reading, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, San Jose, California, Fredericton, Canada, Bakersfield, California, Amsterdam, Netherlands, Drexel Hill, Pennsylvania, Garland, Texas, India, Lyon, France, St. Michael's, Maryland, Gaithersburg, Maryland, I'm sorry if I mispronounced, Phoenix, Arizona, Graysonville, Maryland, Silver Spring, Maryland, Panama, Panama, uh, Russia, Chicago, Illinois, Temecula, California, and Stevensville, Maryland. So that is that. Everyone have a wonderful weekend. Have a happy Friday and a great weekend. I hope you all, if you celebrated the 4th, that you had a good and safe holiday. And yeah, almost done, guys. At the end of this month, the podcast will be done. It is sad. I really enjoyed this. This was just so fun. I'm like I said, I'm really looking forward to Silver Spoons. I'm really looking forward to doing that. So, all right, everybody.
Enjoy this episode. Bye-bye.